Welcome into Ram Showcase, Rams fans. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. On this episode of Ram Showcase, through four weeks, the Rams have more questions than answers. Plus, one recent Rams pick is not getting it done. Are the Rams admitting to us that it failed? And later, returning to SoFi after a two-game divisional road trip, we preview Cowboys at Rams. Before we hop into the action, I uh, did want to let you know that Ram Showcase does officially have t-shirts. This is one of them. They look awesome. Uh, information on how to order will be in the description below. We'll also talk about that a little bit later. Also, if you're not already following the Ram Showcase on your favorite social media outlets, then it's a great time to get started on it. At Ram Showcase just about everywhere. I am at Sheriff Joe Bags just about everywhere. If you are watching me on YouTube, great news. There's an audio only version available where you already are finding your favorite podcast. And if you are only hearing the audio version of me, hey, great news. There's a YouTube channel as well. You can watch me talk about the LA Rams. All right. So let's go ahead and hop into the action. As far as news goes, um, there's not a whole lot to necessarily dive into uh, but I did want to talk about uh, Rams and 49ers, Monday Night Football. And uh, there was plenty of comments about the uniform combination. Uh, the white on Royal is something that the Rams have only now worn two times, both of them out on Monday Night Football at the San Francisco 49ers and big point differential in both of them, 31 to 10 in the first one. And of course, 24 to nine for this game. Uh, so it's a. Uh, it's it's a conversation that uh, the actual uniform combination is what's causing losses, which I mean, I like to be as as, uh, you know, like, what is the word that I'm looking for here? Like conspiracy theory. I like them just as much as everybody, <laughs> but it's not the uniforms. All right. The blue pants are not the reason that the Rams are losing uh, any of these games. But either way, that's all good to go. Uh, so looking back at this game, like I said, 24 to nine, uh, 49ers defeat the L.A. Rams. Uh, Rams failed to score a touchdown. It was only the fourth time in Sean McVay's tenure as the Rams coach that the Rams did fail to punch the ball into the end zone. So really what I have here is just some notes, because obviously we don't have any game badges for this game. Game badges are for winners. Uh, so when once we get some more dubs, then uh, we'll get some more game badges. But just some notes that I have um, and feel free to disagree with me on these because I know that some of my opinions can be, I guess, I guess polarizing. Um, I, I like to think that I, I look at things from a pretty level head, but um, I, I know also myself and I know that sometimes I'll dig into an opinion. I try to say that my, my opinions are fluid and I do think that that's true. As more information comes in, I'm willing to change how I feel about certain things as, as time goes on, as more information becomes available, as I get older. And, um, so keep in mind, uh, these are my opinions, uh, mostly, but, uh, I want to know if, if you do disagree, feel free to, to start a conversation uh, about it. So on offense, uh, the Rams offense has just become one guy, uh, right now that's, that's Cooper cup. He is the Rams entire offense. It's a lack of targets on uh, for other people. It's a lack of production from other people. Cooper Cup seems to be the only one, uh, A, getting involved, and B, getting any kind of production out of the offensive side of the ball right now. So uh, that's something that we, we need to be able to spread it around a little bit more. Of course, you're dealing with Cooper Cup, who is an outstanding player. So obviously, you want him to be in, uh, heavily involved into the game. Uh, but when, it, when no one else is getting involved in the game, uh, that's when we have questions that we need to answer for that. 
Cam Akers, the running back, he is running directly into the pile and, in my opinion, missing completely wide open lanes. There's so many times watching Cam Akers run the ball where you're like, dude, you had it was right there. Like, there's so many times that we're yelling at the TV like you had the lane. Why are you just smashing into the pile? So um, I don't know what that is. Um, I I want to make a comment about his hair like in his helmet, but I don't think that that's actually a real thing. So I'm not going to I'm not going to like cling on to that at all. But uh, yeah, Cam Akers, I just don't think is getting it done. There was also the one play uh, off to the left there where Powell had a block and he was trying to get the edge set so that Akers could go outside. And I think that he could have. I think that he had the angle to go outside uh, based on what I was seeing. And he kind of cuts back and then tries to tries to juke out a linebacker and then just gets tackled. But I think he had it. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Um, we, we will never know because the play didn't go that way. So it just looked to me like he could have gotten around that corner uh, behind Powell. Uh, and that's just one of those things. Uh, the vision from Cam Akers, I think, is is definitely lacking. And I think that Daryl Henderson, um, I think that he's our best running back right now. Uh, wide receiver, Allen Robinson. Uh, he's not getting any targets, but let's not pretend like it's anything other than the fact that he's not getting any separation. We're even forcing the ball to him in the end zone in certain situations. And because uh, he's supposed to be the guy that can win those jump balls and he's not getting that done either. So. Uh, Allen Robinson, the lack of separation, I think, is leading to a lack of targets. Um, so I know that people have their different opinions on uh, and conspiracy theories about uh, why Allen Robinson isn't getting targets. But really, it's because the guys are sticking to him. And uh, we've seen it so many times. All the replays that they're showing, he's he's doing these routes. He's coming off the line and the, the corner is not fooled one bit. And he's just right on uh, Allen Robinson. So um Robinson, I think, is better than he is. He has been playing, but there was also one one situation where I saw him kind of roll his eyes in the huddle, and I don't know. There, there was something about that that I didn't like, and I don't know what was going on. Maybe there's more to it that um, that that I'm missing or something. But um, I, I just wasn't a fan of that. Um, well, we've talked about that though with like Todd Gurley getting ab- we're getting absolutely smoked, and he's off, uh, you know, joking on the sidelines stuff like that. So we've had these. These things happen before somebody had mentioned that just uh, was it last week, uh, Cam Akers fumbles. And then uh, he was laughing with with Hendo on the sideline. And uh, my comment to that was like, we they were not laughing about the fumble. It's fine, man. Like, you know, so uh, there's different perspectives. And obviously, we don't know what's going into to all the uh, inner workings of uh, what's happening. Maybe somebody said something to Alan Robinson. that was not football related at all, but. I don't see that being a thing uh, when you're in the huddle. So I don't know. It's uh, just hard to nail down what was possibly going on through uh, Robinson's head, but he doesn't look like he's into it right now. So hopefully that changes over these next few weeks. Daryl Henderson, like I said, he appears to be our best running back. And I personally would like to see a mix of uh, Henderson and Brown. I think that would probably um, I think we'd have a better chance of kickstarting our ground game if those were uh, the gentlemen carrying the rock. And the offensive line is playing poorly. No no look around that at all, but honestly, what should we expect right now? Um, this offensive line is extremely beat up. Uh, so we're down to our third string right guard. We're down to our third string center. We were at least in this game and possibly will be for this next game. We're down to our second string uh, left guard. Also our left tackle. This is his first year as a starter. He's replacing a hall of famer. So of course there's going to be a drop off there. It's just um, how, at what point does does note boom really kind of settle into his own because he he's so hit or miss it seems like some plays you'll see him and you're like man this guy's a a wall and then the very next play you're like oh he's 
He's a, he's a turnstile is what he is. So it, it's hard to nail down exactly what no boom is right now. Uh, so hopefully he can keep progressing as well. Uh, Rob Havenstein, uh, he is clearly our veteran. Uh, I mean, that's by miles. So that shouldn't shock anybody. Uh, but I think he's still kind of settling into that captain role. But of course, I'm not into most of those conversations. Maybe he's maybe he's there. Maybe maybe I'm, you know, missing something. Uh, I'm obviously missing something. I'm missing what's going on in meeting rooms and and all that stuff. So uh, but from what we can see, what we do have access to, I think that he's still kind of slipping into that uh, that leadership role. And he hasn't been a vocal leader. And I think that that this team kind of thrives on vocal leaders, guys who are walking up and down the sideline clapping, getting everybody into it. Not the Trevor Lawrence style of, of, uh, motivation. So Havenstein, I would like to see, uh, get a little bit more, uh, vocal and obnoxious with it. And Sean McVay's offense, uh, the play calls, uh, they've been pretty predictable lately. Um, probably be because of a lack of weapons outside of Cooper cup and Tyler Higby. Uh, but it does, it does feel like we know what's coming in that, that interception, uh, that was, that was taken back. Uh, I was like, in my brain, it was like the only thing we don't need to do right now is a screen. And then that's exactly what happened. And I don't know, it just looked like the second that Cup did that little step and then turn, it was like, oh, crap, like this is not a good situation. Just the way that the defense was lined up, that was just not what what the what the play call should have been. Um, but of course, hindsight, we can always look at it now and say, well, we shouldn't have done that. Well, yeah, we shouldn't have done that, but it happened. So, oh, well, you know. That's just a pivotal point in the game. Can't have that. Um, so I would have liked to see a check out of that. But at the same time, no one is doing anything outside of Cooper Cup. So when a play is drawn up for Cup, you kind of just let it happen if you're Stafford, I think. Let's flip over to the defensive side of the football here. Um, I'm still really surprised at how fast people immediately come to the defense of Raheem's style of defense, which is playing extremely soft. And I was... Yet last week I was positive. All right. I, I took the chance to be positive about Raheem Morris. I took the chance to be positive about Taylor Rapp. I did these things. These happened last week. And immediately I look like I've, I've just got egg on my face immediately. All right. And that's a problem. So, uh, yeah, Raheem Morris, uh, his, his soft style of defense. I don't get it. Um, I think that we, I, I stand by my comments about Raheem's defense. I think that we have the roster to be aggressive and attack an offense. And instead, it feels like we wait for them to come to us. And I just, it's so frustrating to see. Again, we see nine yards off the ball on third and two. And I know in that offensive formation, it's hard to press. And you're probably putting yourself in a situation for some self picks and stuff like that of, of getting your getting guys open. Uh, if you are pressing, but there's got to be some kind of adjustment that can be made. It's not an unbeatable formation. If it was, then why wouldn't everybody only do that in the past game? You know, so uh, I, I would like to see some changes in the coverage there. Um, if if they're going to be tight set on the wide receivers, um, they're obviously they're they're trying to create it so they can't we can't press, but we need to be able to adjust that coverage. Get a get a you know Bobby Wagner coming underneath a safety. If maybe Taylor Rapp can come in and play in the box more, and then try to cut under some of these routes. Um, but it, us on third and two, letting them pick it up and then just going for the tackle, um, it's not working. Um, I mean, it, it's just it's not. And then you see the play like Debo, um, where he breaks those tackles and it becomes a touchdown. So. Uh, we can say like, oh, it's only one or two explosive plays all we want to, but the style led to those explosive plays. If we could just play our man, then that we're not even in that position to let that explosive play happen. 
And, uh, and you also got Debo running away from Jalen Ramsey a lot, um, which I mean, makes sense. If you're, if you're Debo, you don't want to be covered by Jalen Ramsey because he's going to be more on you than Darian Kendrick, the rookie on the other side. So obviously you want to try to avoid that. It's what some, something that Devonte Adams did a lot uh, to the Rams in his time with the Packers. Just get away from Jalen, you know, just, just put yourself in a position where you can't be covered by Jalen. And then you see Jalen get frustrated at that kind of stuff, but I mean, it happens, whatever, but um, we're seeing this though every single week and this, this soft style defense and, and people say it's been, but don't break our Ben, but don't break defense. We only gave up 17 points, whatever. Like, but when do we, can, can we not break on third down? And I said that last week as well, but on third and two, we're just going to be like, all right, well, you guys go ahead and pick this up. We'll, we'll start it over. Like we'll, we'll try again on first. What it's third down, get them off the field. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it's amazing to me that, uh, that the Rams were able to get so much time of possession. we, the Rams getting 34 minutes of, of uh, time of possession here helps the defense immensely. And 17 points given up by uh, by our defense against the 49ers offense. This 49ers offense hasn't done anything all year. So it just doesn't look good, in my opinion. And I think that, that a big part of that is the Raheem Morris soft defense. And, I mean, people will argue with me, um, and that's fine. You're allowed to. You're entitled to your opinion. That's the thing is. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that your opinion is wrong. In, opinions inherently cannot be wrong. They're your opinions. So you feel like it's right, right? I feel like my opinion's right. That's just the way it's going to be. And then we can we can yell at each other till blue till we're blue in the face. But it will like is who who does that help? What what is that doing? You know. So either way, the Rams know that the 49ers are going to get rid of the ball fast. We know that Jimmy G is going to go short. We know that he loves going right over the middle, and we're just leaving it wide open. So. I don't know what's coming up on film, uh, what we were expecting to see, but there was a lot of plays where it's like, oh, they're obviously just going to do this. Like based on our defensive formation, it was like, oh, he's going to go here. This guy's probably going to go this way and take this away. So then this guy's going to be wide open. And that's exactly what would happen. And if I can see this while slamming beers in Colorado, why can't Raheem Morris see it on the sideline and make adjustments? Because he's not making adjustments at all. <laughs> it just, he's not. I mean, it, we're, we're seeing the same thing every single week, but let's zoom out, zoom out. We're looking at one game, very intense because we lost. It's on prime time. So let's zoom out. Where are the Rams at right now? The Rams are four games past a Super Bowl win and are dealing with some pretty outrageous injuries Two very important positions. Jeremiah Cologne or Coloni. I don't have the uh, pronunciation guide does not have it updated for, uh, for this player, I've always called him Cologne, but uh, broadcast and Stafford afterwards called him Cologne. So maybe we'll go with that. Um, but him playing center was definitely never something that we had planned for entering the season. Um, he is the third string guy, uh, Brian Allen and then Coleman Shelton. And then Jeremiah comes in. So uh, we didn't anticipate that we would need him. Uh, there was actually a tweet about this. Let me go ahead and pull it up here from uh from JB Long, who had mentioned uh, some of the Rams offensive line issues. So the Rams offensive line continuity by year in 2017, only five starters, um, except for the week 17 game where they were um, they were rested. Uh, 2018, five starters. 2019, nine starters. 2026 starters. 21, eight starters. 22 through four games. We are already at eight starters which is one less than the most we've seen, which was 2019, which was a rough year for the Rams. It seems like offensive line continuity is a very critical part of the Rams' success. And it will be nine if Brian Allen does not return in this game and Jeremiah does get the start. We will be on our ninth. 
which is tied for the most new offensive line starters that we've had in a whole season under Sean McVay. We are entering week five. So that is obviously just not a recipe for success. We lost Logan Bruss in his second preseason game. His knee just absolutely exploded. Um, Coleman Shelton, we just lost to a high ankle sprain. Brian Allen, hopefully we can get him back. David Edwards should should hopefully be back next week as well. Uh, he he didn't play in this game because he said he reported feeling foggy. Um, and these are those are our starters on offensive line uh, in the interior. Coleman Shelton, Brian Allen, David Edwards, those are starters. So it obviously helps quite a bit to have those guys. Um, but we should start to get healthy here soon over the next few weeks or so. Uh, looks like uh, Van Jefferson uh, week eight should return offensive line within the next four to six weeks. Like I said, David Edwards coming back very soon. Uh, we'll have uh, Brian Allen coming back within the next few weeks. And then Coleman Shelton, after that high ankle sprain heals up, then he'll be back. So we will have our offensive line. We should at least have our offensive line back at some point about midseason. And that's OK. Then you got, like I said, Van Jefferson coming back. The potential and, in my opinion, likely return of Odell Beckham Jr. I think that'll help. And a coaching staff that tend that does have a history of learning from their mistakes and adjusting as the season rolls on. I mean, Raheem Morris had an incredible game plan all throughout the preseason or uh, the postseason. I mean, uh, he was attacking people. He was uh, the Rams defense in the postseason was sick. And uh, then we kind of went back to what we were early in the season last year. So maybe that's just Raheem style. Maybe he starts real soft and then kind of builds up as the year goes on. Maybe that's what he's doing. And maybe maybe on the jerk for saying that he's so soft uh, early season. But um, that's what we see. But we also, like I said, we see that this coaching staff can make adjustments uh, as the season goes on. We are also dealing with a new offensive coordinator. Seems like every year because guys are just always getting head coach jobs. So Liam Cohen coming in for KOC. Obviously, that's still an adjustment period that we're that we're experiencing. But Sean McVay is the experienced guy here and should be able to kind of overcome most of that stuff. And um, we also have a very experienced roster who also just last year did not win a game in the month of November and still was able to pull off a championship. So we got that for us as well. There is no good way to segue this. um, So I'm just going to go ahead and hop right into the next topic. And. Tutu Atwell is a bust, and I think it's time we start accepting that. Um, I think that the Tutu train might officially and very aggressively might be derailed already, and I think that the team is telling us that. Um, So Tutu Atwell, he's played in 11 career games. He has zero catches in his career. Um, Sure, it's only on two targets, but those both came against uh, the Arizona Cardinals. So um, he's not getting open as well. He's also just not getting any playing time really. Um, but so two targets, I mean, yeah, that's low obviously, but I mean, come on, he's not, he's not producing at all. Um, he was active in weeks one through three. He only saw 10 total offensive snaps, uh, did not log a reception of course, cause he has no career receptions, but in fairness, he has mostly appeared as a special teams guy. Um, so as far as punt returns go, he has 10 career punt returns for 54 yards along of 17. As far as kick returns, he's got five returns uh, for 87 yards along of 25. And that's an average of 17.4. So in his entire career, in just 11 games, he's got 15 career touches. So averaging just over one a game. And uh, those are all on returns, a position you think you could have some a little bit of open space, especially with a player like him uh, who is shifty, who is uh, advertised to have speed. We haven't really seen it, but 
Uh, he's advertised to have speed on uh, all his touches in his career. He's averaging 9.4 yards uh, per touch, uh, which is just, it's, it's too low. Um, I think it's, it's time that we just accept that. And I, I've seen a lot of people comment on Tutu Atwell being inactive this week saying that people are going to overreact, but I think that is correct. I think that I, I'm going to overreact, but I also think that that's right. Uh, Tutu being inactive is a big story. That is a huge story. The team, like Sean McVay came out and said, it just, what we wanted to do, we just didn't, we didn't need him. That's a sign. That's a sign, right? I mean, it's proof and admission that, that he won't be contributing to this team. The Rams offense, we've had one productive wide receiver, Tutu Atwell's position. We had one guy who has been productive so far this year, and that's the guy who just won the Triple Crown and the Super Bowl MVP. So, um, uh, yeah, he's being productive, but nobody else at Tutu Atwell can't even be active in a room where the Rams are literally short right now. We went from having an extremely deep wide receiver room last year to Cooper Cup and then just a bunch of guys at the, at the position. We, we, we haven't seen Allen Robinson jump out yet. Ben Skoranek's had moments, but he hasn't really settled in. Outside of that, who else even is there? Brandon Powell, who he just, he just doesn't really get the, the, the attempts in that, in that position. But literally, Brandon Powell is playing in all of the positions that Tutu Atwell was drafted to play in. And Tutu Atwell is healthy. That's the story. Tutu Atwell's healthy and he's not playing in his position. We have Brandon Powell doing that. And how am I overreacting to Tutu Atwell being inactive when he's literally healthy and we have a different guy playing his position? If Matthew Stafford was healthy and instead we made him inactive and played Bryce Perkins, don't you think that would be a little bit of a sign that maybe this team likes Bryce Perkins more than they like Matthew Stafford? Of course, that's a weird example because we know Matthew Stafford is the starting quarterback and that's not going to change. But the point stands. Tutu Atwell was drafted to be that guy. And Brandon Powell is. So where's Tutu? He's inactive. He's in street clothes on the sideline. That's not good. He's just not that guy. I think that uh, Tutu Atwell is a bust. And I think that the team is officially admitting that. And that, I mean, he's not the guy and that's okay. Right? So, and we can always play the, we could have drafted game. We could always play that for just about any pick in any team's history. Even the Rams passed on Aaron Donald for Greg Robinson, even the Rams. You think if the Rams knew what Aaron Donald was going to be, we'd let him go past number two. Absolutely not. There's no way he goes one. If that's the case, you know what I mean? That's uh, if if we knew what Aaron Donald was going to become, we definitely don't take Greg Robinson at two. We take Aaron Donald at two, not 13. So even we have screwed this up before we always screwed. Everybody screws up every single pick. There's like there's only a handful of picks and those are going to be like your first, second, third overall picks where you're like, there's no other person that this, this team could have picked that, that would have been better in that spot. Like Orlando Pace is a, is a great example. Tory Holt is a great example of, of Rams Rams picks where it's like, okay, yeah, we, we, that was, that was good. We nailed that one. But every other pick you can look at, and I'm sure that it, the, in those picks as well, you could look at another guy and be like, well, that guy would have been interesting to be here, you know? So it can always be done for every pick. So I just don't think that that's, that's something that we, we need. That's not a game we need to play. So we can't change the pick now. We picked Tutu Atwell. Yes, Creed Humphreys was out there, but we didn't take him. So it's over. We can't change it now. Um, and luckily, that entire mindset of looking back like that 
it's only on the fans side of the ball uh, or side of it. So I guess that's good. Uh, the Rams are going to do what they do. They're going to admit their mistake and then move on quickly. Uh, I'm not sure that we see Tutu unloaded in the next few weeks or maybe in the offseason, but I think his time here is very limited. I don't think uh, the Rams are going to dwell on their mistakes, with, especially with Tutu Atwell. We've seen it already with Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff. They don't dwell on their mistakes. Uh, they just adjust and move forward. And yeah, we can talk about Jared Goff here very, very briefly. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a percentage of Rams fans that would give back the ring to now have Jared Goff back. And that's wild to me. We already won the trade. I wish him success out there, but we already we already did what we wanted. We want a ring, so it's fine. Um, yeah, so Tutu Atwell, I think, is a bust, and that's it. That's it. We got the game preview. Uh, Rams taking on the Cowboys back at home after a two-game road stretch uh, in divisional games. So we got the Dallas Cowboys coming to SoFi Stadium this weekend, and we got the full game preview, so don't go anywhere. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome back into Rams Showcase. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. The Los Angeles Rams host the Dallas Cowboys at SoFi Stadium this Sunday. The game is going to be on Fox at 1.25 p.m. Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson are on the call. Uh, All indications say that this should be a pretty big area as far as uh, the distribution goes. Let me check here if uh, by time of recording, if the distribution map is out, it will be uh, included into the video. I'll put it up here uh, for for the YouTube channel. So uh, let me see here. Yes, they are available. And uh, right now the Rams are going to be in red. And yeah, it's a it's a pretty large area. The other game is Philadelphia, Arizona, and those ones are kind of locked into just those regions. So most people are going to be able to watch the Rams take on the Cowboys with Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson on the call on Fox. The Cowboys sitting at three and one. The Los Angeles Rams at two and two. Of course, this game takes place at SoFi Stadium. So the story of this game is uh, the Rams are very beat up for the first time in a really long time. Uh, We've talked about it here plenty of times on Rams Showcase that uh, this team is unusually healthy. And that kind of thing didn't, it couldn't last forever. And I've said that plenty of times. It it won't last forever, so kind of just take advantage of it while we can. 
And now we are seeing the opposite end of that, where we're just kind of getting unlucky with these injuries. And uh, it's unfortunate, but I mean, it happens. It's it's a not only is it is football a very physical sport, but it's also a very violent sport. Injuries are going to happen. They're just part of the game. We don't like them. We don't root for them. We don't cheer for them, but they do exist. And it's, it's just part of what we have to deal with uh, as, as far as being NFL fans. We're going to see teams get beat up. We're going to see our team get beat up and, and lose guys for extended periods. And it's just something that, that happens. It's unfortunate, but it happens. It feels like uh, the Rams are losing an offensive lineman early in every game. So if that could stop, that would be really cool because it seems like first, second quarter, we're losing somebody. And then the, the rest of the game, we're kind of struggling to get the ball moving. So I would like to see uh, just a healthy, just a, a front to back. Can we just get our starters or like our guys who come in and uh, for the first snap? Can they just also play the last snap? That would be really cool to see uh, in this season uh, because that's re- really just not happening. And the Rams overall, they've moved the ball decently. Um, last week they were they were moving the, the ball, but in the red zone, um, it's still a pretty abundant problem. So um, I, I would like to see uh, the, this team be able to punch it in in the red zone. And especially like there was a one where the Rams went for it on fourth down. They get a little closer, get a little closer and then end up kicking the, the field goal. It's like, what? We could have kicked it back there. Like we just wasted more time just to get make it a easier field goal for Matt Gay. Matt Gay's good at kicking balls. Like what? Let's just. Let's just try again. Like keep keep going, you know. So I was I was a little bit frustrated at that one, but I mean, what are you gonna do? Uh, the Cowboys uh, they are seeing success with their backup quarterback Cooper Rush, and it is officially creating a controversy at the position. So that'll be interesting to watch unfold this year for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Zeke uh, he's looking strong. Uh, he's looking looking better than he has uh, over for the last little while. Um, he's running hard. His helmet looks super dumb. I don't like it, but hey, whatever. That's irrelevant ultimately. But uh, CD Lamb, he's also playing well. Uh, but this is also the worst, I think, and it's easy to see the worst offensive line that the Cowboys have had in years. Um, so hopefully the Rams can uh, can get home because that has been a, a, a an issue for the Rams uh, defense is getting to the quarterback. So whoever it is playing quarterback because I don't think we actually know yet as far as if, if it's going to be Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott, but it doesn't matter. Got to get to him. Got to get to the quarterback, uh, whether that is um, either one. So it, it doesn't really matter. But pass rush, like I said, it's been a problem for the Rams and uh, we haven't really been getting home very much. Let's take a look at some players here that are formerly of the Los Angeles Rams. So we've got Dante Fowler. Um, Of course, he was here in that Super Bowl year uh, for the Rams. And then the year after Uh, quarterbacks coach Doug Nussmeyer. He was the Rams quarterback coach uh, back in 2006, 2007. So during the dark era, Uh, running backs coach uh, Skip Pete. He is now in Dallas. A uh, secondary coach, Al Harris, he did play for the loss or the St. Louis then Rams uh, in 2011. And then special teams coordinator, John Fossil, coach Bones, who was around uh, for quite a while. And Skip Pete and John Fossil were the only two coaches to make it through the transition from Jeff Fisher to Sean McVay. So it's kind of cool to see uh, that they that they're still together. It seems like they've got a pretty solid history and former Cowboys that the Rams have. We've got uh, special teams coordinator, Joe D, Joe DeCamelis. And offensive line coach Kevin Carberry, who was an offensive assistant for the Rams 2014-15. So that was back in the St. Louis times. There's also, um, if you guys have not yet checked out the 
therams.com slash media. There is so many good things on, on these pages here. There's a whole like a uh, media guide schedule thing. Like, and you can even find stats like uh defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris and defensive coordinator for the Rams. And then defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, Dan Quinn, they coached together back in the nineties together at Hofstra. So, I mean, you can find that kind of information. It's really cool. Like uh, you can see that Cam Akers played with Josh Ball. Uh, you can see that, uh, where was Ohio state at? Uh, you can see that Jordan Fuller played with uh, Malik Hooker. Uh, and Noah Brown there for one year, it looks like. Uh, receiver coach Eric Yarber in UCLA uh, was there with Anthony Barr. Uh, so yeah, you can kind of you can kind of go all the way through that list. I think that stuff is really interesting to uh, to see the connections. They also do the NFL connections, of course. Um, Bobby Wagner with Dan Quinn in Seattle, stuff like that. Uh, all that stuff is listed. It's a really cool, really good page, and I spend a lot of time on these because uh, they're I think they're cool. Let's take a look at the history of this matchup. All-time series tied. All-time. 18 and 18. No ties uh, in this series. The longest streak by either team is three, and that came from 1973 to 1976 for the Cowboys. Two of those were postseason games, just one regular season in the in the middle there. And the Rams do lead the postseason series all-time, five and four. And since returning back to Los Angeles, the Rams are three and one over the Dallas Cowboys. So. Overall, though, I think that that makes sense. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have been uh, aggressively average for the last few years here. And uh, the Rams obviously have been playing some pretty good ball outside of that 2016 season. I guess 2019 wasn't great, but still above 500. So it's fine. Let's dig into the matchup on this game. We'll take a look at the Rams offense versus the Cowboys defense. So the Rams offense ranking 26th in the NFL, while the Cowboys defense is sitting at seven, passing the ball 20th for the Rams and sixth for the Dallas Cowboys looks like Diggs is uh, Diggs is getting it done out there, along with Wilson, who I think is a really good safety as well. Running the ball, Rams are thirtieth against uh, going against the twenty seventh ranked run defense. So hopefully that is a window of opportunity for the Rams. And then points being scored, uh, Rams just putting up seventeen, and then the fifteen point five uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. So. Some notes here is uh, can the Rams offensive line hold their own? I We know we have backups in the in these roles individually, though. These guys are very talented, but it's them playing together is 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 the issue because we we weren't expecting these guys to be lined up next to each other. So obviously there's going to be some growing pains there, uh, some some missed assignments, stuff like that. So hopefully that's why we need to see just the same line start the game and end the game, because that kind of stuff does get lost. Um, uh, Cologne was not, or Cologne, he was not participating in practices. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he was so low on the death chart, he wasn't in there getting those reps. So for him to come in and play center, first of all, I think he did, all things considered, I think he did a fine job. But if he is going to be that guy this this week, if Brian Allen cannot return, uh, then uh, at least he will have some practice uh, in we like next to these guys with Stafford. So that is, that is a positive for sure. Um, the Rams up, they, they have the opportunity in this game to maybe get the ground game running against that 27th ranked run defense for the Cowboys. And then, uh, will somebody step up who can step up to take some pressure off of Cooper cup? Is this the week that Allen Robinson starts to get some separation? Uh, does Tyler Higby really like, cause he has been pretty involved. Um, but is he going to absolutely just light it up and go off? For this game, uh, is somebody in the ground game gonna just go off? Is is it Skoranek that's gonna take some pressure off of Cooper Cup? 
Uh, it's got to be somebody. We need somebody to take some of the eyeballs away from Cooper Cup. We thought that was going to be Allen Robinson. I thought it was going to be Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson has been a massive disappointment considering what I thought that he could have been, what he could have brought to this offense. And it, it none of that has happened. Our three to see in this game, uh, we're going to definitely go with Cooper Cup, who should be against Diggs a lot. Uh, Diggs is aggressive. Cup will absolutely see that on film. He's smart enough uh, to catch that. <laughs> Very um, Janoris Jenkins style of defense for Diggs. Uh, so double moves, we should see uh, a good chunk of those. And I th- it's I would be surprised if at least one of those didn't hit in 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 Cup totally shake Diggs for at least one or two big plays. I think that that's pretty realistic that that'll happen. Next up, we'll go with the entire offensive line. Continuity is obviously what's wrong here. Injuries are stacking up. And will we see a game where we don't lose somebody up front super early in the game? And my last one here, I'm going to go with Daryl Henderson. K-Makers does not look like he's got the vision. Um, uh, he's I don't think he's as good as, as Daryl Henderson. We were kind of conditioned to believe that uh, that uh that Cam Akers was going to be very, very good. And it it just hasn't really happened. We haven't seen it, at least. So uh, I think Daryl Henderson right now is our best our best player at the position. But I also, like I said, would like to see Malcolm Brown get uh, some, some playing time there. Also, what happened to Funk Train, man? Funky Town, why is he not getting any reps at all? I think that he, I, I like his style, man. I like the way that he runs. Very Malcolm Brownish, actually. So... Maybe that is something to be said there. Maybe uh, maybe getting one of these guys or both of these guys a little bit more action will be uh, a very positive. But this would be good to get the ground game rolling. We need something to get the ground game rolling. And we're going against the 27th run defense, so it's in a good position to do it. That will obviously help out Stafford a ton, especially if you can get those play actions rolling. Take a look at the other side of the ball here. The Cowboys offense versus the Rams defense. We are going against the 28th ranked offense. Rams defense at 17th ranked 18th last week. So slowly creeping up there now, uh, but still uh, giving up over 350 a game. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a big number there. Passing the football, the Cowboys rank 23rd. The Rams pass defense is 20th running the ball. 19th for the Cowboys offense, the Rams defense seventh against the run. So looking pretty strong there. But I think ultimately that's a, a big part of that is just teams are throwing on us and, and they're just going short on us. The short passing game is becoming an extension of the run game for teams against us. So uh, the 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 yards coming statistically on the ground is not necessarily a thing, uh, but we're getting hit with a lot of screens and stuff. So I think that that's uh, it. That's their run game right now, uh, but 20th against the pass. So, I mean, bottom half uh, and then points being scored. The the Cowboys are 20 tied for 27th in the league. Uh, the Rams defense 28th, giving up 23.5. So uh, we also have a bonus stat that I wanted to mention here, and that's third downs. Uh, the Cowboys offense, they are converting 30.2% of their third downs. That is 30th in the NFL, while the Rams defense is giving up 46% and that is 27th. So right near the bottom, uh, the bottom five there for uh, for the L.A. Rams on third down. Um, and I think that, that a big part of that is just um, letting people get the third down conversion, it feels like. So it just seems like that's kind of the way that the path has gone. Um, and at what point does this this defense stiffen up? Uh, we've talked about that plenty of times here. Um, we, we We do the bend but don't break, but. When, when does that have only in the red zone? Do we not break? Is there any way on like a third and 13? We could not break. That'd be pretty cool. Huh? Um, we're giving up third and 13s on screens because we're so far back. 
And because they, like the, the offense is going to see that and be like, oh, well, this is going to be we're getting at least seven here. And if he can break a tackle, we're getting a first. So, I mean, they're seeing that we're seeing it. I'm seeing it in Colorado with with beers and uh, we're not seeing it uh, from the coaching staff on the sideline, apparently. So I would like to see some adjustments made. But hey, either way, I'm here for whatever happens. The Rams could lose at the rest of their games. I'm still going to be here doing Rams showcase. I'm still going to be wearing all my gear, you know. Winning is a lot more fun, but losing is not going to make me not a Rams fan. I'm just here for all of it. So I hope Raheem Morris does a better job on defense, but if he doesn't, I'm not going to like leave and pick a new team. So I guess it's fine. <laughs> um, the Rams, uh, like I said, have been strong against the run, but um, it, it will need to bleed into this game as well because Zeke and Pollard, they're both very strong players. Rams are near the bottom on third down conversions, like I said. Um, but uh, can they finally get some pressure on the quarterback? That's been a problem. The Rams have the largest sack differential right now. Uh, as far as, you know, Stafford has been sacked 16 times. And the worst stat than that of 16 times in four games is the fact that uh, 14 of those have come in two games. Uh, week one against the Bills, seven sacks. Week four against the Niners, seven sacks. So 14 in just those two games. Um, that is the jarring statistic it's not 16 and 4 it's 14 and 2 that's the that's the one that really jumps out to me uh so it feels like uh the rams should win this matchup defense versus the 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 cowboys offense but the rams defense has a uh, we have a lot more talent than they do on like our defense is stacked and their offense is okay like cooper rush i mean he's fine um cd lamb is pretty good zeke is playing pretty good football right now i think pollard's uh, a very strong running back, um, but the Rams defense has Hall of Famers on it. So uh, we have more talent, but um, I, I think schematically uh, is where we we fall off there. Um, so what will the game plan be? Uh, what will it be to get after them? I, like I said, I think we have a roster to be extremely aggressive and we just don't have the coaching coaching that that likes to play aggressive. We like to wait for them to come to us, even though I think we have the players to attack. Um, but that's just my opinion. Uh, the three to see that we'll go with on defense. Uh, first, we'll start with Bobby Wagner. B-Wags has been uh, kind of quiet. His impact is present, but not overwhelming. Like you can tell that he's there, but at no point does it feel like Bobby Wagner is like taking over the game. Um, he's in on tackles. He's chasing people down. He's a strong tackler. Um, but at no point do you feel like it's like, oh man, don't run at Bobby because it's game over, dude. Like it's, he's playing fine, but um, I, I think we, I, I expected to to see him just kind of have a little bit more dominance on that side of the ball. Uh, I said uh, Bobby Wagner and Allen Robinson. I thought that those were going to be such incredible, huge additions. Allen Robinson can't separate and Bobby Wagner just, he feels like he's just kind of fitting in uh, right now. So um, hopefully I think that that'll change. I think that he's kind of getting more comfortable as the, as the season goes on. Aaron Donald will go with Aaron Donald. The film is telling opponents to get rid of the ball as quick as possible. Aaron Donald, he doesn't have time to get home and the off coverage gives up uh, everything underneath. So can Donald get some secondary help and maybe get some more sacks? Um, uh, it's there's, there's something to be said about letting Aaron Donald run free at your quarterback and it still gets out in time. So I don't know. It's, I just wish we could play more aggressive on defense. That's really it. That's really it. I just want to play more aggressive on that side of the ball. And my last one here on the three to see for defense is going to be Jalen Ramsey. Jalen does appear 
uh, to have gone rogue on a few plays. And I think it's working because I think he plays a very aggressive style. That's just who he is as a player. And I expect him to be on CD Lamb uh, at least a few times. But of course, Debo motioned off of Ramsey a lot. Very similar to uh, Devontae Adams. They don't like to be covered by the best corner in the NFL. I get it. If you want to get open, you don't want a guy like Jalen Ramsey being the one to cover you. So it makes sense from that standpoint. So we could see CD Lamb kind of motion away from Jalen a lot. That kind of stuff will pop up on tape and show its success because we've got a rookie on the other side right now. So obviously that's something a lot of teams will want to do. Uh, and then um, below that, um, the weapons for Dallas uh, below CD Lamb, uh, just not necessarily in abundance. So if uh, if we can't get Jalen Ramsey on CD Lamb, um, then then he'll have his catches. He'll he'll do fine. Um, but hopefully hopefully we get some uh, some good matchups in this game uh, as far as that that situation goes. Of just like if we can get Ramsey to take out CD Lamb, I like our matchups everywhere else. But we just got to play more aggressive. We got to be more up on these guys because it's going to come up on tape uh, that the Rams let up everything underneath. And if we keep letting that be on tape, then it's going to be eaten up all day. It's just going to people are going to keep doing it. So hopefully we see uh, some adjustments made there. Um, that is going to do it for me. Make sure you follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase, Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags just about everywhere. Make sure you follow. Uh, oh, actually, we didn't even talk about our T-shirts yet. So uh, the Rams t- Ram Showcase T-shirts like is like you're seeing right now, <laughs> unless you're listening to the audio only version. Uh, they are obviously awesome. They look super cool. Uh, all you need to do is order directly from AJ, send him an email and you can interact directly with him. He'll get you all hooked up. They are 25 bucks a piece shipped and it does help out the show quite a ton. If you are looking at one potentially for free, then I've got great news as well because we do a pregame live stream. Uh, it's very casual, very unplanned. I have no material set up for that. I just kind of hit re- hit the stream and then we kind of just chat about the game and some other stuff. Um, but if you can correctly predict the score for the Rams game in that stream during the live stream, uh, then uh, you win a free Ram Showcase t-shirt. Uh, AJ hooking it up. So Make sure you do that. Uh, Join me for the stream. It's streamed on YouTube and on Facebook on the Ram Showcase channels. So uh, follow it up there and possibly score yourself a free Ram Showcase t-shirt. If you don't want to leave it up to chance, uh, then there is always the chance to just buy directly from AJ. 25 bucks a piece shipped. Like I said, there is a few different styles, a few different colors. uh, So it's going to be some good stuff. We also have some more stuff coming. I had an issue with an order, but uh, we, we got it fixed, I think. So we should be getting that other stuff uh, very soon uh, and be getting hooked up. But I don't even want to say what it is yet. Don't even want to say what it is. There's like three people who know what it is. One of them's my dad, who's probably not watching. <laughs> all right. That is going to do it for me. Like I said, make sure you follow myself and Ram Showcase and all your favorite social media outlets at Ram Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags. But that is going to do it for me. How many times can I say that, huh? <laughs> I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase. And uh, for those of you who are not Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for watching and go Rams.